The Daniel Snyder era has ended. More importantly, at least right now for our purposes, the Washington football team under Snyder, 27th in winning percentage, and just two teams had fewer playoff appearances. Out to the KDUS hotline we go, and for a preview of the new look commanders, we're now joined in the sports zone by George Wallace of WTOP. George, always good to have you on the show. What's the atmosphere in commander land without Daniel Snyder? Well, Bob, as you can imagine, it is uh, night and day. From, from day one of training camp when fans were allowed and the thousands of fans that were back, and they've been like that every day that fans have been out here at practice. I mean, they had 10,000 fans the third day, and that's just unheard of. And even on a random, you know, Tuesday like yesterday and today, you know, three to 4,000 people. So the excitement, you can feel it from top to bottom, and even the players, too. I mean, they're not – look, they're human beings. They, they heard it all. They dealt with it all. They heard this, us asking the questions. And, uh, you know, so it trickles down to them on the field as well, and you can tell – and a big weight has been lifted off of everybody in that building and on that practice field. Ron Rivera has uh, you know, been through most of this with uh, you know, at least the last few years with uh, the Schneider regime and so forth. Uh, Rivera returning. Is there a hot seat meter for Rivera entering the new season, new ownership, etc.? Yeah, I think so, to be honest. I think, look, he's heading into his fourth year. He signed a five-year deal initially. Uh, I, I think that it was too late to necessarily do anything on the, um, you know, on the immediate when they took over. But I do think that there is some sort of hot seat. I do think that he has to have a year where either they win nine or ten games and barely miss the playoffs or win nine games and make the playoffs. Uh, because, look, Josh Harris is going to have his own ideas. I mean, this ownership group, they're going to, you know, start to search for maybe a GM and a, a, a new head coach, and then you have the Eric Bieniemy situation. So I do think that he is on a hot seat. Not necessarily, you know, you lose the first two or three games of the year, but if you start one and five, one and six, I, I, I think anything is possible, to be honest. Speaking of Eric Bieniemy, the new offensive coordinator, his aggressive style, quote-unquote, was a topic of discussion on network television on Tuesday. <laughs> Apparently some of the players are not cool with that. What's going on there? You know, it's Ron, look, Ron shouldn't have said what he said, to be honest. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that should be kept in-house if, in fact, that is the case. Uh there's a theory that Ron was sending a message to the enemy when he said it, and he had planned to say it. Um, I, I don't – look, this team hasn't won much. They haven't done anything. They've been in last place. You need the hard, You need this kind of coaching. I'm sorry. Eric, the enemy, is, he's a winner. He's come from – Uh-oh. Kale, is he gone? He's gone. I can hear that. That's that's the gone sound there. <laughs> okay, we'll try to get back with him. As I mentioned, this was a big topic yesterday on uh, Sports Center in the afternoon. Sports Center, three o'clock hour time. Also, it was covering the NFL Network. I'm guessing probably most of the day yesterday because NFL Network's doing this, you know, twelve hour thing at training camp. And uh, I did see total access last night. It was a topic there, and uh, you know, the enemy. Uh, an aggressive offensive style it was kind of how it was described. So uh, see what's going on with that. Hopefully we can get re-hooked re up here with George. No matter uh, what the situation or the aggression of the style or who the coordinator is, uh, at least right now, 
Sam Howe's back, and uh, Sam Howe is uh, – I liked his skill set in college. He has plenty of weapons in Washington. I think there's some offensive line issues. Uh, what are your expectations this season, George, for, for uh, Sam Howe? Well, I think Sam Howe has shown that he is uh, – look, he's thrown 19 passes, and he's taken all the reps now with the ones, and this is his first real training camp as a starter. I like what I've seen. But then again, you know, you're watching practice and you're seeing drills and what the offense is supposed to win. So he's got a great zip on the ball. He's got a nice long ball. I don't know what necessarily you can say an expectation is for him, to be honest, because I think the offensive line is going to be a bigger issue. I think he's touching on it there a little bit. Uh, So if they can keep him upright, I think he has a chance to be successful. But if he's running for his life every two or three plays, then I think they're going to have a problem. So I think that he could be – a quarterback, and they may have found something, absolutely. Um, but I do think that they are pleased and very happy with Jacoby Brissett because he is a guy that has proven can play in this league, and if he has to play, he will do just fine. So it's every bit, Sam's getting every bit of opportunity to do this. He's learning Eric the enemy's offense, and I think that uh, you know they're pleased so far with what he's done. He's paying attention to the meeting room, so on and so forth. And you hear the coaches and players say a lot, his his command of the huddle, and they're getting in and out of the huddle, and that's a big thing, and I think that's what the coaches – are looking for basic things like that in this first preseason game, to be honest, coming up. George Wallace, WTOP, currently in the sports zone, previewing the commanders. I mentioned offensive weapons, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson in the backfield, Terry McLaurin, uh, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel amongst the receivers. How might be enemy uh, distribute uh, the touches between those guys? Yeah, that's going to be – that's a good point. That's going to be a fun thing to watch. I mean, he gets – and he spreads the ball around. Bates and Logan Thomas are going to have big roles in this offense, too. And Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, third down back coming out of the backfield. Uh, he's proven he can catch the ball. And I think that, you know, you see him work on it a lot so far in his early part of camp is just spreading the ball around. And with the weapons, if Sam Howe can go through two or three progressions and find another one of those weapons, it's going to be a successful offense. But, again, that's going to have to be on the offensive line a lot, I think. Um, but the weapons are there, and I think we've seen the enemy be able to spread the ball around. I don't think anybody's going to be hurting for touches, and I think that if they make the most of their opportunities, which you hear coaches say a lot, then this offense has potential. It does. So the defense, I think they've got some difference-making players, at least from a different uh, a distance, I should say, some underrated players, but how much of the defense comes down to Chase Young, who's – had considerable uh, time missed because of injury and when healthy uh, more than occasionally has not been a difference maker. No, you're right. And I think that is that is the big key. That is the big key is Chase Young and Montez Sweat because Chase Young, he's taking he's off and he's, um, he, he's, he's looked expensive early on here in camp, but to be a matter of he plays the way that he's capable of playing, and I think that is going to be a big thing. If he comes out and plays like Ron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and then you add some of the, 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 the secondary linebackers, then you add Emmanuel Forbes. To be honest with you, I think this defense has a chance to be really good. Face young. Defense was pretty good last year. Third in yards allowed, seventh in points allowed. How much of that was Jack Del Rio putting players in in position to succeed? Yeah, that was a big part of it. They've switched it up a lot of zone now. 
Uh, and they've made a point of that. Jack Delio actually just spoke to us after practice and the way he's using his secondary and things like that. But, he's, you know, it's uh, I think it's a combination of both. I think because these defensive players are now third, last year, third year in the system, this year, fourth year in the system, and it's just coming natural. It's done. You can tell early on in camp here, Bob, that this defense, I mean, and it should be, let's be honest, it should be way ahead of the offense, there's no doubt about it, but they've been very explosive and in the right spot. So to your point, it's a combination of Jack Del Rio pushing the right buttons and this self defense of these guys just being turned loose. Okay, yeah, individually, I did mention that there's some different makes difference-making players here. Uh, specifically, you mentioned the Alabama connection. What what defensive players stand out from somebody like yourself who watches every snap that this team plays? Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat is the guy that stands out. <laughs> he is the quickest guy I've seen on defense. Uh, he's just all over the field. He, it's two, three steps, and he's in the backfield. And it's just been fun to watch him play. It really is. And he's gone, gone again. Okay, we're gonna try one more time here. Um, we're, we're like two thirds through the way through of my questions here, so hopefully we can get the last third in, and uh, we'll get to a couple of things. Uh, trying to hook up again with George Wallace from WTOP as we preview the Commanders. Sometimes when you're on the field uh, for training camp, these things happen. Uh, early see uh, the the preseason games begin this week for Washington, so. I'm kind of curious. Uh, there's, I think there's, there's some position battles going on here, I think mainly on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, yeah, I don't know if there's too many like first-year players to pay attention to, uh, but we'll see what's up with that. And uh, hopefully, uh, as I mentioned, we can hook up with George here again. Uh, also, uh, the 2023 win total for Washington, sitting at 7.5, and George is back. Okay, George, let's get uh, to the. I don't know the, what's uh, happening, Bob. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I have no, no idea what's I, happening. I'm in the same spot. <laughs> no, no problem. I get it. I've had it happen to me when I'm in your situation. Uh, preseason games for Washington begin this week. Are there some position battles to pay attention to? And are there any like first year players or kind of quote unknown players that uh, you, you, we should maybe pay attention to? Yeah, I think. To watch Emmanuel Forbes, their first-round pick, is going to be – he's fun to watch. Get out of Ole Miss, uh, Mississippi State. He's uh, very quick. He, I know they've made a lot about his size, but he has a knack for the ball early on in camp, and he's been running with the ones a lot in that secondary. So he's going to be fun to watch, see how much time he gets this weekend. Honestly, the starting positions on this team, Bob, are pretty much all uh, secured. I mean, we're watching for depth now. Uh, tight end depth. Uh, offensive line I'm watching for depth because that is, for me, the biggest question mark right now. But as far as the starting position battles, uh, they're all, they're pretty much all taken. I mean, Sadiq Charles on the left side of the line, it, uh, this is really his chance to secure a spot as a starting uh, left guard there. If not, Chris Paul is kind of, you know, pushing him a little bit. But other than that, Emmanuel Forbes, the rookie, uh, one of the rookies is who I'm going to be watching most this preseason to see how he, adapt, how, how he is adapting. Okay, it's kind of a follow-up on that. Are there some other things that you're paying attention to uh, closely, either in camp or in the preseason? Honestly, it's the offense really is, um, you know, and Sam Howell to see how he's taking it or how he's developing, because that's going to be the big question mark. And, and, you know, the thing about these camp practices, too, as you know, they're not game planning, so they're just, you know, the offense is just kind of going out there and running their stuff. So there's no game plan. So to see when they start game planning, to see how how takes to that and he progresses with that so 
that's going to be my big thing. I'd like to see Hal get 40 to 50 snaps this preseason. I don't know if that's possible. Um, we don't know exactly how much he's going to play on Friday night. I'd like to see him play a quarter. I get it. You want to save him and, you know, prevent injury, but he's only played one football game. And next week they have the joint practices with the Ravens, which I think are going to be very good for them ahead of their preseason game with Baltimore. So I think they're going to treat that like a lot of live sessions there. So we'll see how Hal does against that Baltimore defense also. What what you know, you know the Cardinals are going to do some preseason uh, joint practices here in a couple of weeks against Minnesota. That's been a rarity around here over the years. You know what do teams specifically want to see when they have those kind of situations? I think it's a it's a good thing because I think you can you know you can script out a practice and you can see how you have live periods. You go ones against ones and twos against twos, and it's in a controlled controlled you know environment. Um, you don't really get that in these preseason games. I think coaches use these more and more like a third preseason game, you know, the one that they consider the dress rehearsal. So I think that's what they like to see. I mean, next week they'll go up two, two days against a heck of a Baltimore defense, and, you know, this Washington defense gets a chance to go against Lamar Jackson in a controlled setting. So I think, you know, a lot of controlled settings. So I think the coaches are preferring this more and more. I think you're seeing a lot of joint practices around the league. Washington had it when they were in travel to Richmond. They had the Patriots there. Uh, we saw the Texans down there. So, um, you know, it, it seems to be that coaches are liking this more and more, and we'll see how these two teams do. Ron hasn't done it yet. He likes to do it, but we had COVID. He came out of COVID, and then the whole, uh, you know, name change and a lot of other things happen around here. But <laughs> this is the first time that he's, he's having the joint practices. <laughs> Speaking of name changes, are they the commanders forever, or how's this work? I... If you're asking me right now, I think there's a great chance they change the name. It's not going to be this year. It may not be right next year. But I think that everything is on the table with this new ownership group. I think that they would like to um, get away from it, to be honest. I don't think uh, many people around here have grown to like it at all. So I do think that another rebrand is on the table here in the near future. Not this year, but in the near future. Okay, so this year the 2023 win total, the consensus win total for Washington, seven and a half wins. So over or under seven and a half wins in 2023. I I really think this team could win eight games, nine games. I think that's right around there. If you're telling me to ask me to go over seven and a half, I'm going to go over. Uh, I think the schedule is very tough, especially right out of the gate. You got Arizona, uh, which is going to be Colt McCoy, so they have a chance. You know, their old friend Colt McCoy. I think that's a yeah. huge opportunity. you got to win that game. You're at home. It's going to be a sellout. Your first home game with not many opposing fans in attendance, which we haven't seen around here in a long time. Uh, but then you go to Denver, Buffalo, the Eagles, Bears on the short week. So the schedule is very, very tough. So I think they're right around that 7-8-9 win period, and I'm gonna, I'll go over officially on 7.5. Okay, George, as you mentioned, first game against Arizona, so uh, we might catch up again in week one before that game. Let's do it. Appreciate it, Bob. Thank you. My pleasure. George Wallace from WTOP.